Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I am the host with the most, aka Tony Melbourne, aka Mister Mister. Mm. I gotta cut the fan off. All right. Just you're so my sheer demanding. hatred. Of, my sheer hate. I dislike under you. First off, you're the person who got me to the point where I dislike that no uh, background noise because when you could hear the hear that on an episode you were very upset that's terrible. just like why can i upset is there a way i can get rid of that uh some of our voices are too low to the point where we exist on the same band as the fan so no unfortunately you know i i respect having to so oh uh, it's also not that hot i don't think ash was hot oh that's also not impossible and he helped. All right. We found a solution. Yeah, you know, fanning it up. But uh, how are you guys? How was your weekend? Birthday. There's, we got some cheesecake. Stayed at the house. Chilled. Didn't really go out. Uh, I technically went, I went, to, went out to Texas de la Brazil because a couple of friends invited me out and one of my good friend's wife's birthday is literally like the weekend before mine. So we went out and we grabbed dinner for that. So we went out to Texas de la Brazil, ate a bunch of meat. Uh, and that was cool. So all in all, it was all right. Okay. What about you, Ash? <laughs> My week was fucking terrible. Oh, I ended up in the emergency room. Oh, oh my God. I started dry. Well, I woke up out of my sleep because I had to throw up. But somewhere in between me trying to throw up and being congested because Riley got me sick. I started choking on my own spit and couldn't get the shit out and no one could help me. So I had to go to emergency. And then the doctor was in a room like, yeah, see what's happening is you got a good rag reflex and what you're trying to get out is not coming the fuck out. Like you're not really choking, you just gotta cough it up. So I start choking in front of this nigga. He gonna leave the room. I'm like, what terrible doctor service is this? Yeah, I mean, me <laughs> being here is not gonna help you coughing. This nigga just looked we at in me. We in an emergency yeah. room. There could be somebody dying two rooms over. You want me to sit here and look at you? Cough it up. So get it going. I was in the emergency room. In the emergency up. room. That's exactly what he said. And looked at me. I'm like, all right, well. I don't know if this was an emergency situation, but not being able to breathe felt pretty emergent at the time. I mean, not being able to breathe is technically like a peak level emergency. It was it's just scary. like, I cannot get a fundamental thing that I need to live. Bruh, I was so scary, but did that. And uh, my grandmother's funeral was Saturday. Went out Saturday night, spent most of my day in bed. So it was very up and down. What that a week, sounds guys. Like a rough week. <laughs> what a week. Mm. All right, well, I worked. <laughs> um, I spent the whole day on the phone. <laughs> no, not, <coughs> not not today. Like, oh, okay, a whole like working day dealing with like just different business stuff and talking to people and going through things. Supply chain issues. No. Uh. The second house. Oh. Okay, doke. Yeah. You know, me and um spoke to a realist, realtor to get a showing for Monday. 
for this one place, even though the place that I want is across the street. Um, spoke to her about seeing that I'm supposed to get in there sometime this week to see that. Spoke to two different um, lending agents, so. Um, Hunting for the best rate? That, and I already got two pre-approvals now, so. Um, I can make an offer. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I spent an entire day doing. So that was a, a lot. Okay. Um, a lot of talking and giving information and sending information. And I still got a call, like, tomorrow and shit. So, but yeah, so um, just trying to do my best to running into that as well. Um, think I might sell my car. Um, Why is that? Might take the Lexus. Oh. Yeah, you're not really, unless unless it's something that you really want, you don't really care that much about a car. So unless it's a specific thing, the difference between what you got and what you, what that is, probably not very much. No, not at all. So I'm like, I can get a Lexus, drive that around. Um, And then that would just give me more capital to like finance other things, down payment for the house. Hmm. Um, Makes sense. I down pay with closing costs. Closes around ten. So. Oh, but yeah. Just giving up on trying to sell the Lexus. It's not gonna get me six like my one. Oh. So yeah, I could go for two or I could go for six. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ultimately, indifference for you. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of how I've been. Logical move. Yeah. So I took my trip to Ann Arbor. Um, but other than that, All right. I went to the Muni lot. I got drunk. I chugged a beer. Chug, chug, chug. It was, it was interesting. Um, it's hilarious. So when you walk into the Muni lot, there's a big sign. And not a big sign, but a, a very clear sign that says, open containers prohibited. And it gives you the ordinance. And literally, from that point onward, all you see are open <laughs> containers. I was so confused. I was like, why do we even have this? <clears throat> why are we lying? What game Keep are we playing? Keep the away. That is so t- terrible. I mean, quintessentially, what, I mean, what are most open container laws like against anyway, there are four people who walk around with with like bottles of malt liquor, and they out in the like it's to stop public intoxication because people don't really like public intoxication. Um, I mean, it's fair, I guess, but except for on Sundays when it's a Browns game, yeah, in general they <laughs> just kind of let it slide, let a whole lot slide. Most things. The cops literally walked through with a ticket clipboard and then did nothing and gave no tickets. They don't. I don't why did you walk through? 
Oh, as long as we're not being like, as long as they're not being Bills fans, everything's fine. That's what they do on with the fireworks thing, right? They just drive down the street. On the like there are points in time when it's just like, this is just what <laughs> this no is. My question. <laughs> like, why do they just let this slide? Because <laughs> one, for the most part, like the Muni Lots thing has been a thing since like then why didn't remember why the put it yeah why, why and post the ordinance if we go actively break it and there's going to be officers that actively walk through the park and just it was, i feel like was it's really deep. the second one that's throwing you because there was three deep with a clipboard like they were here to give tickets and just gave none out walked around and i was like oh maybe it's if you got red cups and stuff like that they're not going to ask what's in it but if you got like the bottles or you got the cans of like um like coronas and Bud Light and shit like that then they'll get you that was plentiful but that was a plentiful (laughs) high noons dude with a whole fucking box of high noons my nigga walked down the street with high noons in his hand to the muni lot (laughs) pulled out a bottle of Tito's and (laughs) had a one out of his backpack that's the, well, that's not an open container. Those are closed containers until they are open. They got opened. <laughs> I know. In front of that cop. We took, they don't, I just didn't understand. They don't really care that much. I see. I see. Like, I on see. that particular day, there are, always, there are always days where the rules are not enforced as stringently. And there was also a level of revolt when the. What? I just, I'm going to tell y'all later. <laughs> also there was a point in time when I think they were actually try- gonna try and like kick people out of that lot for tailgating and then the entire city had a conniption it's just like oh you can't do that alright we won't do that what? you guys this fan base is the reason why we can't serve glass bottles at NFL games because you threw them at the referees bro that's all they got to look forward to because I don't know what be going on with the Browns it always start. Y'all start. They start real excited. Everybody be so excited. Oh, that's just sports and in general. Something just goes down here. Everyone hey, starts the most positive possible. I'm two and zero right now, mm-hmm. and not with my team because they're one and one. But in betting, I bet on the Steelers to win. They won. Bet on the Browns to lose. They lost. I didn't know the Browns. I was very afraid of the Browns game because they was beaten. It should, it, for all intents and purposes, it probably shouldn't have happened that way. But this is not the. That's a tomorrow conversation, <clears throat> not a today conversation. It's just weird. I don't understand this team. I just don't get it. It just start off. Everybody be so excited, and then oh no, just, it has nothing to do with the team. It's just the fan base the fan because base? the concept of possibly being able to do well keeps everyone's spirits high until people start doing badly. Right now, that's just the way life is in general. No, this is some weird ass culty stuff. Specific. No, I mean they had a right. You obviously you want your team to win, so that's normal. The fact that the teams don't be winning is I mean, strange. <laughs> like as of this point, far, I don't like, actually have to feel bad either way. Like they lost today, I was just kind of like, eh. like based on pro- not, based on your you- own you guys' actions, I don't necessarily feel bad. You win, eh. This is also fine. But this is like consistent year after year after year. Because it's a football city. Year after year after year after it's year. A, I'm just it's like, a football city. You're sold on hopes and dreams. The draft every year. Like being beat. 
and sound like an abusive relationship to me. It is. I mean, for but all Chago, sense purposes, it man. is. Because he good on the inside, ain't he? It's just like, <laughs> do you realize, like, our a mutual friend of ours was saying if he ever had kids, unless there was a championship that was won in Cleveland, before, before it's our recent history, he was not going to raise his children to be Cleveland sports fans. Oh, wow. Because it's just a long history of heartbreak. Yeah. It's just like. Just longing. I don't even know if y'all be winning. And then LeBron James won an NBA championship. <laughs> just one. Y'all be longing. I'm like, Ugh. I don't uh, know much about sports. But. I mean, if things keep going how they're going, it's very possible for us to become more of a basketball city than we are a football city. Because if like we're already inside the position where our basketball team is closer to win another championship than our football team is. Well. Um, good luck, I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of money to be made inside of Cleveland football merch or Cleveland sports merch in general. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Now I can understand that. Oh, like, There's money to be made more. Ooh, so. baby. Oh, no. Cle- like Cleveland sporting teams, they're literally like the second highest grossing sports like memorabilia people, period. We buy stuff from the team shops. Uh, we're crazy and you have to understand sense. like a bit actual jersey they charge like 50 60 dollars for them things that um that's normal <clears throat> i seen i sold out jersey one time from like this hockey uh hockey team for a hundred dollar no 120 yeah that's not so jerseys ain't really i know motherfuckers will spend money on a jersey yep a jersey for a dude who might not even be on your team anymore. Yeah, I know my niggas will spend money on that. Santa Kawalis. But, um, nah, I mean, good luck, I think. All right. <laughs> oh, did you have a topic? Probably not. Did I have a topic? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll wait. So. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her so much. That means yes. <laughs> but since we didn't ask her before we started, yeah, just, she's not going to do it. She's, I'll, I'll, I'll contribute, okay? We'll talk about, uh, I'll contribute to this one real we'll good. We'll figure out good how, that. let's figure out how <laughs> the first one goes. Why she's a, why she's a bastard. You know what? He just mad because he be copying my style. It's, when we went to the, who was that? Benny the Butcher concert. Y'all know how much I like to wear wine glasses. I got wine glasses right here. Boom. You can see them. <laughs> my purse. Guess what he pulled up in? Ron glasses that were red on the inside. Oh, okay. he out here running around looking like Trigun. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna let you slide. I come in here today. He was like, "What's your topic?" He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna talk about you take." Real cool. He pulled up valuetainment. I'm like, I was just watching him. He was like, "Ash, you need to get off my style, nigga. You been buying my style. Oh my god, you jocking my style? Yes, you jocking my swagger for years. Like that shit now. At this point. And this is not the first time we come down here and like the recommendants be it be, it be mostly on like finances. Like he watched my minority mindset and I watch him too. This happened plenty of times. <laughs> I'm like, because you just copy. It's fine. I respect it. No, it's okay. Oh, uh, y'all just like to rift off of each other. No, I'm the only he original person. He is doing it here. to me. He is doing it to me. It's, it's fine that you guys lack originality. Charles is taking shots. <laughs> and that's fine. The couch people just like to rift off of each other. It's, it's, your, it's your birthday weekend. Right. We're going to let you I bought you a gift. On this one. It's a tool to further my war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your war gets. Um, Don't forget. Just because I didn't say anything about it at the beginning of this week doesn't mean, doesn't mean I'm still about it. I still have the wound. It's still there. 
I see it. Call it a wound. <laughs> that is a wound. I can't That's see it. it. You see that red dot of uh, against my perfect fucking complexion? I will, I will ruin these people. Do you realize I don't, I am like throughout my entire life as a teenager, I didn't break out. I don't, I didn't get zits, no bumps, no nada. Mm-hmm. The worst I had was dry skin and that stopped happening too. And this creature comes on and mars so my skin perfect. Is supple. Comp- Y'all heard him say it. His skin straight. <laughs> supple. Supple. <laughs> he has supple ass skin. He mad that it's that fucking soft. Wash. It's one of my very <laughs> many t- strong points. Satin that. freckles. We about to get in a man. This nigga said his skin is soft. <laughs> What y'all boy Andrew Tate gonna have a problem yeah, with that couch soft. kids? <laughs> why he be going with couch kids? Like why? That's he, okay. That's what. Babe. Listen, every group I've ever been in, I've been with the badass niggas. Like I'm not joking. It's always been Ashley has gravitated towards like the misfits of the. Even when I was in the mental hospital, we I was in the group Wait, of kids. <laughs> That was fucked I'll, up. So you were the bad like, kid. I found the misfits yes. amongst the mi- misfits. <laughs> a bunch of misfits. I don't know what it is about me because they funny as fuck. They funny and they do what they want over here. You other so niggas. So you live vicariously. No. <laughs> <laughs> so do you be doing what you want? Sometimes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what are we doing? What's going oh, on? You said talk about manhood. Do you don't act don't like know. you didn't know because you said it was a very charged uh, soft oh, supple skin loaded. can be a part of be a part of manhood. Why I'm is sorry. it loaded? because uh, it means different things to different people. So it means when you say it, it can. Be, what does it mean to you? I don't really seek to define it. I am a man. I don't really need any particular hood to describe what I am. I don't really put that much thought into things like that. I just don't. So I live. Do you think that there's things that you should do because you're a man? Mm, not, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything particular thing that I do because I'm a man or I do it because it's me. Because that, like when I ascribe things like that and then you go talk to other men then they do things very differently and it's just like, huh, maybe that's just a me thing. Well, what about like paying all the bills or paying or making sure the bills are paid for the household? Oh. I mean, I don't know how I would do that right now. In general, do you aspire to do that or just like, no? I mean, I my, based on my job and what I'm probably going to earn throughout my life, I will probably always be able to maintain the point where I can pay all the bills. Now, depending upon the way I set up or my relationship, it depends upon the way that is going to run. Like, I don't really see myself having a stay at home white home. Oh, a stay at home wife as a thing. Or a stay-at-home mom. I don't, I don't really see that being a thing. Like, I don't really... For some, I don't know why that thing doesn't necessarily jive with me. But it's just never a thing that yeah, has you're not, been... You're definitely not with that. I don't know. It's just like... I mean, that's fine. I don't know why I'm not. Maybe just because the women around me were never also that. So it means I've never actually seen the possible benefits of it. For me, stay-at-home mom... 
never realistically means that she's not doing no, something that is like a value. Like we could be flipping houses and we go in there and we hang drywall and we have the time to do that because what I do brings in an income and you maintain the household and, and this business. So for me, it it can just operate. Even when you exist, when, you're, when your wife is a stay-at-home mom, it does not necessarily mean that you do not have, like, you're a stay-at-home mom in the traditional facet, but it doesn't mean that you're not doing other things that earn money. Yeah. Right, like her priority would to be this, like, flipping houses ain't really a quote-unquote priority. That's more so mine, but I'm glad that you helped me with this. I guess it would be more so, like, maybe that's what he's trying to say. Or yeah. Even if it's like, both of our priorities, like, all right, so we want to flip houses and I am at a position where I can finance our lifestyle right now. Like you can I go, can pay you the can bills, do the work and we can start looking for property. And you can coordinate this part. But I wouldn't even qualify that as a stay at home mom personally. Like the what maybe my concept of stay at home mom is yeah, the like thing in that the is traditional flawed. sense. Because I, mean, I, I I'm thinking about <laughs> personal I mean, even if you think about back in the day where mom used to stay on the farm, that like the stay at home mom then was still like, yo, you work like a Hebrew slave. You over you over the washboard, you're hanging stuff up, you probably got a side hustle of doing everybody else's what laundry that's around here yeah so that's why i like so like it'd be like the 1950s version more so like like, i don't know like judy jetson type shit it's just like you just kind of around which you know for all his purposes that's traditional right yeah well see i don't mind that but i just know that i would have other side hustles and then i'd want my partner to be somewhat interested and aligned with like that ambitious side of me and so for them to be included in that would only make sense. And so it just doesn't seem like you're probably 90% of your time is free because if you're looking at looking for looking for properties, maybe you're out driving around for a couple of hours a day, but or still out here doing sitting stuff. online but most of the time. I mean, maybe it, it is me. It doesn't pre- have to be like super intensive, like a traditional nine to five where you have deadlines, yeah, you know, freedoms and like, I'm not even saying you have to be like a traditional nine to five or you got to go out and work a nine to five. You could be running your own business. You could be like doing a plethora of things. But you said somebody just not doing anything. Maybe it is me trying to preemptively cut something off that I can see of a problem because a lot of stay at home moms or a lot of people. People who just purely bore their life down to just I am the person who holds the family together. Hey. I see a lot of those women come back as super jaded because they see it as like, I have put myself on the back burner to such a degree that I've lost myself. And then some of the times I I wouldn't want to do that. But I think that a lot of those women were kind of like pushed into a, you had a kid. And so you need to be the homemaker lifestyle where I wouldn't want to force that on someone. I would want to like, engage with someone who was like more aligned with hey this is what I'm aligned with too as a lifestyle moving forward like now that hey I'm completely opposed with that I want to be working and then me like nah but quit your job like that I can see yeah coming back and feeling like hey I quit lost my career into the things that I really like valued to have kids and shit like right because I always wondered about those women like I understand getting bored and believe me I've been in the mind state where you have to be a mom and blah, blah, blah before you could be a whole complete person when really that's only like a sliver of you. That is a facet of you as a person. It is not. 
you know how like how overall I don't I and not see them, I necessarily don't like people's who have their sexuality as their personality type. I would classify being a mom is not a personality. It is a piece of you. And I get sometimes it it is a very large piece depending upon these different things, but it is not the whole, it is not the whole, the entire part of the whole. And when you over, when you over like implicate or you over, over focus on one part of the pie, you tend to lose yourself as a whole and you have to rediscover yourself it's a role like my mother don't know how to not be a mom and that's why she just always over mothering everything is i'll take care of it i'll take care of it she just don't know how to put herself in the role of you know who sherry is she just she can't do it like it just don't click for her i don't know if it's just not meant for her in this lifetime but she just can't click over from well this is what brings me fulfillment you know i'm gonna go out and I'm going to meet new people and all that stuff. She is just waiting to be Has a mom. Has your mom ever not had one of the kids living inside of her house? Yeah. For a period of time, it was empty from like, what? Yeah, for good, a good chunk of maybe three years, probably. Oh, that's, that's one thing that I see is people like that. But she's had that separation point. So it's like. Yeah, she was like, I cried when you first moved out. I was like, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She really, she just doesn't know how. And like establishing that separation with her, it'd be kind of hard. You'd be like, I'm not talking uh, with you about I've this. I've been thinking about moving out of our place currently. And yeah. it's just like, because now that my nephew's there, it's just like, oh, the the way that this, this place was definitely set up for three people now. And there's right. four people here and there's not four people kind of space. So yeah. it's like, you know, I might run off and get myself like a studio someplace. Because I don't really need that much space. Uh-huh. So I'll go off, go get a studio and go do that. And then uh, depending upon as long as everything keeps going well, it's just like they sit. I don't know if that's a thing that they haven't thought about me actually doing because they looked at me like, huh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is a thing that I've kind of been passively thinking of in the back of my head since he's been here because I know there just ain't enough space for all of us. Yeah. And he's sitting and they sitting up here like, mm. yeah, it's like, uh, Y'all can't opt into something and just assume that I'm going to be here for 100%. It's like, I'm all for helping my family and all all that other stuff. But I also got to make sure I'm straight myself. And I kind of need space and it's about time for me to get my own space. And I'm I'm moving towards being in the financial position to be able to have that space for myself. Like, guys, I might just go out and I mean, at that point, I was just like, I'll get it. I'll buy a new bed. I'll move it into there. I have a, a lot of the random stuff that I want already. Probably get a new desk. Uh, That's a good space for you. And just get a small studio and just kind of chill there. But it is not like, and I'm still probably going to move somewhat close by, but probably just not going to be here all the time. I'll probably stop by if you need some help. Tell me you guys need help. But like, honestly, my bills keep on going up for existing here. (laughs) It's just it makes more sense to have my own now. 
Well, it's just like, it's not even that. It's just like, if as I take over more and more bills for the household and my cost keeps on increasing, it's just like, I'm buying more food because there's more people there. I'm buying, I'm spending more on electricity because there's more people. There's more people there. I'm spending more on water because there's more people there. I don't actually even want cable. Right. So that means quintessentially the only things that I really see left as necessities that I'm not paying for already is uh, gas and the, and I'm about to take over water. Okay. And so gas and internet, those are the only two things I'm not paying for myself. So it's just like, I mean, for all intents and purposes... I basically live on my own with two other people here or three other people here. I buy my own food. You guys eat my food and you say you don't eat my food. This nigga ready to go. <laughs> it's just <Sorry>. like, <laughs> it's okay. You ready to go. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's just more so irksome. It's just like, yo, just acknowledge what y'all do. I only eat that one thing. Listen, as you sit here eating something different, Go ahead. You know you want it. It tastes good like off. grapefruit. It's delicious. That weed? Oh, man. I wish I could smoke. I want to be cool so bad. Why I can't can do you? it. Because I'm going to sit here stuck. Y'all not going to get a show out of me. I'm just going to. Oh. Well, that's also true of me. Yep. <laughs> you want me to work? You're going to be sitting be up high. here looking at us like, no. why aren't you guys having <laughs> conversations? Me to pick. <laughs> I don't understand. How I'm you asked me? She asked me to pick, and then. Don't go with what I. That's what the fuck did I get an option for? <laughs> a false ass hope for no reason. I got. I got Get him. Get him. Anyway, back to fucking manhood. <laughs> oh shit! You don't know what manhood is. Oh, I mean, I just don't have a. I suppose it is a variable and personal definition that varies from culture to culture, person, people to people, and so on and so forth. Not meant for you. Not, not for me, it's just handling your shit. But I guess that's technically adulthood. But honestly, by the sheer amount of people who just can't do that basic thing, I think that's a large enough hurdle as it is. Yeah. I mean, that the fact that they strip people of these titles strips you of your responsibility. And then it can be whatever the fuck you make of it. And I understand different cultures and everything, but I don't know about Swahili culture. I know about American culture. And I know what's important to me. And when they start stripping away and start relegating it down to, oh, it could be this and it could be that, and that, that, then you start meaning, missing the meaning of it. And if it ain't got no meaning, it don't matter. And that's something that really, like, even being a woman is really important in defining what that means because can't nobody take it away from you if you have something to look forward to and goals to really accomplish. So I think that's really important to have people think about what is manhood and what is womanhood as well so you have an attainable goal to go for so you can provide meaning to your life I don't think we should just write it off as blase then who are you after that you know what do you have to really accomplish other than just like being a worker and you know what doing whatever yeah I mean I guess what do you stand on like what yeah like because if I didn't what have is to your character, your depth, and like who you are as a person, and you might not quantify that as manhood, but that might be like—I mean, that's the thing. Maybe there is a definition that I ascribe to, 
but that everyone else would describe as me, me my you definition call it of like manhood. Your life code. Your but code of life conduct, how you should just behave in life. Like maybe. how you should like maybe just the way I believe that I should execute would be like everyone's definition of manhood. It's just like because there's some things that we would they went through that Andrew Tate 41 things uh that he believes that should be and there's some things that i honestly do agree with like yo you got to stick to your word you got to do what you say we were going to do you have to surround you have to actually be a bonus to those that are around you and don't be a detriment and i try and describe to be else quite a few of those things like i think i could tony could say like in general I try and lift the people up that are around me. Yeah. I try and u- execute and use my tools and actually help the people who are around me. And I try not damned as not to be a detriment. That is actually a thing that I am mortified of at, at all points in time. I don't like holding other people back. I just don't. Unless there's a damn good reason. It's just like, and I don't necessarily think of that as holding you back. I think of that just giving you good advice at this point. Like, maybe it's not holding you back. If it's if I'm holding you from walking off a cliff, that's something I should actually do. Yeah. But maybe I just don't see it. Maybe you got a glider on it. You can just kind of like hop. You can hop over this crevasse. Maybe you got some other tools that I don't have. And that's the re- that's where we have to have a conversation about things. But it's just like, I don't know. Maybe I do have an inherent definition of manhood, but there's also like, maybe there's and there are things that I've seen or I've heard the of my grandfather doing and my father doing, and other stuff that I see that they've done that I want no parts of. Like I pretty much have two archetypes of people, uh, different archetypes of people that I pretty much described to be because like from the, my description of my grandfather my paternal grandfather that's pretty much everything I would want to be as a like as a husband it's just like what did you do mine like once I was married I've done every single thing to set up pretty much the next two to three generations of my family to set them up and knock it out the park it's just like this this crap's easy your life is way easier because of my existence. We have an ancestral home that's paid off and all you have to do is pay taxes on it. Like, and a lot of people, for a lot of people, they don't necessarily understand that. It's just like, oh, we got this house that's completely and totally paid off and it's been paid off for 70, 70 to 80 plus years. And there's just like, well, what big deal is that? They bought this house for like $20,000. You know how much this house is worth now? 330. That is appreciated in value. And that is something that our fam- we could say our family has. And we can, as long as we take care of our shit, we're always going to have it. There's always a place for everybody to come back to if they need to come back okay so it seems like you have a <coughs> excuse me you have a um, like a code of like manhood that you just haven't really like codified or yeah. quantified I guess is the more so thing yeah it's just something that you kind of like it's, go with yeah it's something I guess is more so intertwined with my decision making skills it's just like 
it's just codified in who I am and what I do. So, yeah, I don't really. You need to make a list. No, <laughs> I hate that. All right, list. Why not? I don't like. Let's feel like such. As a sports consumer, lists are such low effort things. What? It's just something that ever it's someone does that you know everybody gonna click on. No, I think more so like just to have something to look at so you just always remember your ideals. I don't think you need it. You don't need it. I don't think I need a list to come. I mean, maybe me making a list forces me to quantify them and I can't exactly. really flake out on you them as easy. Flake out. You have to keep going. You have to have somewhere so you can always be like, when you get off track, you have something. Oh, what was my, you know what I'm saying? It, it works for me because I'm just like, all right, what's the see goal? It. I can see it. Yeah. It's like, it's not the most outlandish thing. <laughs> If I'm making a list for myself and not to just be like, these are my ideals of manliness, YouTube. But if you do not agree with I them, you are not a cartoonish, man. But the state of men today, and like I said, we could argue it's been going on for decades. Somebody always been arguing about, oh, what happened to manhood? And what happened? These bitches ain't the same as they was in 1879. And they said that in 1929. I'm a thousand percent sure this debate has been going on far before I've been here and far after I've gone but I mean you can argue it's about morality it's about ethics it's about action there's a there's probably a combination of a lot of things that have happened to manhood or it's just kind of evolved with the, with the evolution of those that are around it like when I was talking about earlier whether or not I would whether or not I want to pay all of my household's bills it's just uh-huh. like it depends upon the type of relationship that I have with my wife, because if obviously if I'm the only person working, I'm paying all the bills. But if we're both working and we want to be like 100 percent real and make sure all of this stuff happens fair, we got to pretty much set a budget. And then what I want to do is set a budget, set our savings aside, set up everything that we want to do. And then in order for us each individually to get our own spending money, what I would do is I would just take whatever we both make it, what we both have left over, combine it and then split it. Like, so there is no necessarily embitterment because it's just like if we just split split the bill straight down the middle and one person makes a decent amount more than the other one, one person's always going to have more money and one person's always going to have less. I don't necessarily like that kind of embittering th- like type of feeling. So, like, we did it, we split it, and we have our sep- and we have our like weekly spending money, and then everything's cool or bi-weekly spending money, or so on and so forth. But that's kind of my thought process: is that we're a team. I'm not necessarily like if we all the way a team, we all the way our team. Our our pools aren't necessarily separate. I can understand why some people like to have separate pools, but. I don't necessarily see that. And I need to have a person that if we go in all the way in like that, I can trust you to that capacity. Like, I know you're not going to be out. What'd you do? I went out and spent a hundred. I saw we had $20,000 in the bank account. So I wouldn't bought, bought myself a Prada bag. It's just like, I'm going to take that bag back. We do not need a prop. You do not need a Prada bag. If you took your own spending money and you saved up to get yourself this bag, whatever. But you don't spend the house money on some random Fenty makeup products or whatever strikes your fancy at the time. 
Yeah. See, that's predicated on the difference there for me would be that being a man and woman is equal. And then that should be some sort of fairness there. And I just don't think that we're created equal. So we're not going to be treated equally. So me going into that with another man is just dumb. (laughs) Like, I don't. The fact that y'all like working the way y'all do. And I don't like working like that. Clearly, you've added an advantage in the workplace, ain't you? So that puts me at a disadvantage in the motherfucking workplace. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of women who enjoy their work. Yeah, but not like how y'all like working. You know what I mean? That's like y'all focus is work. Y'all really are defined by the work that y'all do. Women are not. We could not work and we are not defined by that. Men are defined by what they be putting out in the world. Women have the luxury of not being defined by that. And also got its drawbacks, obviously. But the fact and then that y'all really can be focused and like it. And then y'all emotions won't usually get wrapped up in it like how we would. And we don't have to turn a part of ourselves off to compete in the workplace. That ain't working for y'all. Y'all go there, y'all do your job and y'all most likely will get it done. Right. Men ain't usually the ones bitching about stuff. Usually, unless it's a for real problem that's embarking on your work. It's usually women that usually are mostly complaining. And I should know. I worked in an office where it was one fucking dude and he was not the manager. The niggas that owned the company, they were the only men, but everything was mostly worn by women. And I hated that shit because it was nothing really. We did good on numbers and everything, but when it came to problem solving, let me tell you. You just needed somebody to be like. Too many opinions. And not enough decision making. Exactly. Like, like, we need to do this. Oh, tell me how you feel about that. And then every bitch will tell you how they feel about everything. How are we solving this problem? Yeah, like, it's no real direction. But I'm not sure. Like, I feel like we should, we got a solution. There's no more discussion needed. See what I'm saying? Y'all just thrive better, (laughs) not better. It's just the way, it's just a real masculine quality to have that As, focus on work. I don't know, so, but I was inside of an office with a bunch of dudes <laughs> and they all enjoyed having meetings way too much for my liking. It's just like... Because y'all could kick around and try to problem solve, which is an inherently masculine They don't be out clinic. here problem solving. They be out here talking. About, it's just like, I don't know. It was weird. We were it was just like, oh, we... It was an hour. I like my the way my current job is set up to a point where it's just like, yo, we touch bases for like 10, 15 minutes, possibly up to 30. Say what's going on, what's happening, what's up. Anybody anybody got any problems? If you don't got no problems, peace. We out. We'll yeah, see each other see, tomorrow. What you was talking about was probably an outlier to what be more majority going on. Motherfuckers trying to solve a problem in a meeting. No, I was going to say, I, I like more of the first one that you're talking about, like, We'll come there and we'll sit down for like a meeting and talk for like an hour mm-hmm. and we'll have something that we're working on and things like that. But we're also going to like kind of just guy around, talk some shit, engage in some other things. But I think that it's more on like building a rapport and a level of like y'all are in sync to like really execute on this the way that you should oh yeah at the end of the day i was trying to solve a problem like i said it's like team building like at least that's how you feel like, about it i see that in the military well that that's one of the ways that they do it in the military it's like a lot of like break you down and then these are the people that you build your bond with same thing in the fire station is all right we're gonna harass you and everything like that because we're building a brotherhood with you and indoctrinating you into like into this and so there's some like just talking shit but we're still like gonna give you the information like you're gonna get the knowledge inside of like as like chewing the fat with you cause it's just like 
it's like the guy way of like engaging in like I, I get yeah. I've been on multiple sports teams yeah it's like it's a level of indoctrination so I get it like oh uh, but I think that holds value is like as long as you're not doing it in an inherently destructive way nobody oh, yeah, really no. cares like you shouldn't be like destructive seeking with it but I think that it can like provide like insight to like who people really are like just different character traits that hey can be beneficial like, oh you do I don't this. know there's just random bullshit that I can't really enjoy, enjoy but that those were more so outliers like some asshole putting fucking toothpaste in my goddamn bed they knew that kid wasn't gonna get a get a goddamn bed in on my lacrosse team y'all looking up here like oh we're gonna put toothpaste in the beds I'm trying to go to sleep I just ran 10 fucking miles, basically, chasing these people with these sticks. And I'm sitting up here like, why is there toothpaste in my bed? It's like, I gotta go. You gotta go, Charles. You gotta go, Charles. Did you go off? I'm about to beat somebody's ass. Roommate, you can't just go (laughs) off and beat somebody's ass for putting toothpaste in the bed. Why can't I? Because <laughs> I mean, we were, we were we were one of four black dudes on the entire team. So he's looking at me like, Charles, you can't do it. That's why the fuck can I? They don't understand that they've crossed the line. You understand that they've crossed the line. I understand oh, no. they've crossed the line. So why don't they just catch these hands? No, I mean. I'm just trying to go to sleep. I get it. No, no. I, I trust me. I get it. They took my bed. The entire mattress. It was just gone. And filled the room with different size hoses. I might have actually they just sent me across our flight lines. Do not cross zone out to a security office forces vehicle so other security forces would swarm me and tackle me. What is wrong? Oh my goodness. So no. Not necessarily except they hid my jacket when they knew I had a meeting with the commander and you can't go back into that portion without your top. And then just you go back there it's just like well, what do you? I already know how military stuff works. It's just like, Where's why are you late? At? It's my fault, Sergeant. No, I went with no top on time. Go get your top. All right. I don't be late. I'm going to be on time. And then you figure out what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what you train to do. Put the ball in your court. 90% yep. of my fucking thing, bucko. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, you deal with this. <laughs> y'all play too much so no I definitely get that it can be terrible because I was mad as shit that you filled my room with water hoses and took my bed it's like were they at least like kind of flat the hoses are wrapped up and are heavy and various sizes They there was ones that it connect was, were they like kind of sitting cat a corner or at, so at angles they're, of certain places in rolls and they would just have like stacks of them all there was like at least fifty water hoses. Because what hoses. I was trying to figure out is like, could you put like a, could you put like the floor pad? I'm not sure if you guys get those. Like that. And just roll it over top of it, and then just get a blanket and just be like, well, 
That's what I'm about to be oh, for no. a hot second. Nope, they were like nice and high. Oh, like why y'all put so much effort in this? <laughs> it's just like because you spend the entire day there, twenty four on, twenty four off. So we're here every other day, the entire day. We get here at like six in the morning. We don't leave till six in the morning the next day. So, and once you're here for a while, you're out of training. Not a lot to do but be here. Uh, partly boredom. You also yes. brought in Xboxes or yes, something yeah, like normal bro. people. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get it, but I think that. As a man, you should have some type of like code, conduct, and like things that you believe in and subscribe to. I and could, I can say that because I mean, I guess I'm more of a moral and ethical person, or at least I try and be. So it means for me to say that you don't have codified things that you should stick to and how you treat people and how you act and so on and so forth, that'd just be hypocritical. Yeah. So. Yeah, handbook, nigga. Without that direction, my mother, this was when I was like, I don't know, 18 or 19. No, this is when my gym teacher was just pregnant as fuck, but she was married. But like, she had four kids and like, we was all talking about it. It's like, how do you have all those kids? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I know how to plan them out. So I'm like, I never heard that concept before. I'm We're like, just planning plan to out kids? having children. No one ever explained this to me in my household. Obviously, like, Never mind, I ain't gonna go into that. But I go home and I'm like, Mom, I think I'm gonna plan out having my kids. She was like, Only white people do that shit. Black people don't plan out having kids. And I'm like, So from then on, the thing in my mind was, You don't have a plan. You're just winging this whole thing from uh, the beginning. And I'm like, I don't, that was a negative reinforced thing that, that is sure also not was. true. <laughs> that that sure also, it's just was. like, what are you talking about? All the black people. Because of- now when I start to realize after I hit 25, it's better to have a fucking plan than to just sit there because when you're winging it, you'll just get anything and then it's just not so much meaningless. You just think like you have no for real control and that's when I start thinking, oh, what she said to me was 100% wrong. Have a fucking plan like, and don't just like accept things as they come. And that, that's why I think things like this is really important to just keep your mind fucking clear because you go and fall off. That's the thing people think like you're going to be on highs all the time. No, this shit is waiting for when you fall the fuck off. If you remember why you doing what the fuck you doing so you can keep going and nothing can really shake you at your car, your core. It's like having bumpers on the bowling thing. Yeah, no one could come into your life and tell you different because you've solidified something within yourself. Who gonna tell you that, oh, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that? No one. No, 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 I'm on this. And if it's wrong, had the courage to change. But for the most part, another manhood is defined by other men. And we can't do it for them. They have to give it to each other. They got to get that badge of honor to themselves. Like, there and if some, I ain't got nothing to go off of, there were some the things that were said like behave in a way that my ancestors believe they they will be proud of me for. It's just like depending upon who you are and what ancestors. Well, right. that, no, I like that because he didn't say he said behave in a way that most of my ancestors. So he made sure to distinguish <laughs> There's that. Definitely some ancestors. Some, some of y'all. Yeah, some of y'all. I'm I'm not. Really <laughs> it's less like some of y'all don't want y'all modeling yeah. after. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. I like that he made that distinction because that was important to me. Because if he hadn't said no, all my ancestors, it's like ah, you're a caucus man. 
<laughs> One of your ancestors be up, definitely be up there like, hey, why are you out here running around with these ninjas? Yep. I'm just not, yeah. Some of y'all know, some of y'all just stood there and took it. I'm like, sometimes I guess that's maybe necessary. In other situations, I wouldn't want to be looking up to niggas that just didn't fight for anything. I'm not looking up to them. Be all man. Yeah, I can't just be all man. Like them civil rights niggas, I don't know. I don't hundred percent know about the civil rights niggas. I don't know if I willing to look up to them. I Jesus. just feel like they did this not the greatest of services. What do you nah, mean? I feel like it's the niggas after them. After them? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the niggas that just gave up. They yeah, got the their shit and they were just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, I got to be a white niggas that actually got shit changed, and then the next wave niggas everybody, was like, I, "Oh, this is nice." Nah, I feel like I blame this was a sham. And niggas bought into that shit. Not to say I agree with the sec- segregation on it. Not for that corny reason why niggas think. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> Not for that. It's the mentality that they built up in us, and that you said led to that generation. So I mean, I'm more so looking at Generation X. Is just like y'all inside the process of like. You guys had like a 30. I've never seen some, something go so goddamn crooked in like 30 years. And I'm talking about like post-civil rights. That means from 70s to 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know something crazy. Mm. I've had older people apologize to me. Yeah. Like, be like, it was us. I don't know where we went wrong, but we did. And I'm sorry. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. It, Right. Like, that's because he talking, has like kids my age, and like me and him are like good buddies, and so it's just like he's older, and I guess just like seeing, and I guess he's seen me since I was like eighteen. It's like my very first job, I worked with him and shit, and so he was just like, yeah, no, nah. he's like, we fucked up. I was like, yeah. Y'all got handed the ball. Y'all yeah, thought yeah, everything yeah. was cool. Y'all shot shit was sweet. And the other team was, oh, y'all easy money. <laughs> Run this score up. That's why them civil rights niggas, like, I guess I'm grateful for going to a library that I wasn't supposed to go to before. I suppose I'm grateful for that. But in the overarching thing, them niggas is at fault for making them niggas that y'all talking about now. So, I mean, I wouldn't even say that because... I mean, even looking at my grandfather's generation is just like they definitely did pretty much gave that generation all the mechanisms that they probably needed to execute on it. They just didn't. But don't that speak to your mentality that they gave to somebody? That's stupid to give somebody a tool and be like, here, use it. But they mental not right. What sense do that make? So I mean, if you give someone, I mean, the tools, including the mental capability and the understanding of things like. I've never seen an entire group of people go from like fair, like my grandfather didn't go to the military until after World War Two finished. Mm-hmm. Went through a bunch of crap and it's just like. And then it's just like, oh. Hand this off to my father and all, the entire generation is just like, what are y'all out here doing? Y'all still out here running around with like questionable to like is like y'all are still running around with here with questionable to like just straight up bad or uninformed not as an excuse but I'll say this the civil rights niggas probably didn't have a full grasp of what removing 
segregation was really going to do. Because we didn't have any industry at that time. And so not controlling any industry kind of pigeonholes how much you really can make because you can't create anything. So at all points, you're, you're a buyer because like if you produce steel, electricity, gas, something like that, then that's when you're like, you're getting into like real production industry. People have to come to you for them to even get started on creation. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any industry that like we could control or be allowed to have access to so i think being allowed access to industry was probably a a beneficial thing but i also recognize that we lost sight of we want to be american so bad because we don't have another identity which is fine no but it makes us people pleasers and inherently, we want to be the American. And so we lose sight of, hey, we kind of got to look out for self because no one else is going to look out for self. It's, and then we don't. And then we're left stranded because we're like, fuck. They're not looking really, out for us. They're not looking out for us. And I didn't look out for me either. Right. Which is. And then crack. I mean, it's a point that my aunt made is that getting rid of segregation. When we got rid of segregation, not the saying is we would rather it be the other way. We lost all sense of community inside of that same instance. Yeah. Because we yeah. were so occupied and. Yeah, so I said we're too. We were too occupied and to be Americans. Uh, getting into their community that we lost our own sense and we lost our own right what would be the fucking point if as a man right because that's your first your first safeguard in your community is going to be the dudes because most likely they're stronger enough to fight if the niggas in your community think that it's a free-for-all and now i can go get the things that i've quote-unquote thought i was being denied before like i thought about it with quote-unquote poor people so say you have some weird random tribe and God knows wherever and you come and like you got a cell phone. Now they didn't have nothing to compare. They they uh resources or anything with someone has to tell them, oh, they start to drilling into your mind like you're poor because you don't have this. So now that's what I wonder. Is that what happened with us? Is someone convinced us that because you don't have this, you are now less than. And Keeping that's up what with kind the of Jones, this type of mentality. <laughs> yeah, I, because I hear from somebody who was talking about how <laughs> he picked cotton in like the 40s or 50s or some shit like that. And he was like, I was fine with that. That's just how we made our money. And apparently Jim Crow laws were always already kind of on their way out at this time. So for me to see that it's like well someone got into your head and I'm like you can't at this point I'm not gonna blame nobody I'm sure think it's stupid but now I just think like what was your mentality at to think that you could just rally up against people and just look at what you had and said it just wasn't good enough that's what bothers me (laughs) how did you let someone so you were lacking some fundamental or basic amenities but would you not know if somebody was not in your face telling you about it that's not fair Mm mm-hmm 
no one's in our face telling us about it. We literally live in a country where we see the duality every day. So no, you mm-hmm. don't have to tell us because I walk out of my door and then I see it. I I feel the difference. I breathe the difference. I acutely recognize that- Drink the difference, hell. This book that is supposed to be our history is five pages when the history books over there are 20 pages. Y'all don't have to tell me. I just can see it. So it's not so much. But as, if you poor, you usually don't have access to the other things. So it couldn't have been that bad is no, what no, I'm trying to. But no, we weren't poor. That's the problem. When during segregation, we, it's not that we were poor is why we wanted to go to the other side. We wanted to go to the other side because they had access to more. But how would you know? Because you could. Because we're in this literally because in the same Because their school books are from their school city. books are from a nineteen sixty five, where our school books are from nineteen fifty. Who showed you? How did you get access to the side that you didn't have access to? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, was it through advertisements? I can understand that, but if you don't know where you I are, mean, how do you know what's on the other side? Who told you that it was so much better on the other side? Someone must have been coming over and be like, "Did y'all know our books was like this and they books was like this? What? Let me let me go see I more." Mean, what would make you interested in the other side? Well, I, guess. I guess more so. Besides advertisements, I, yeah. No, no, but if y'all paint this picture to me like we only had five page books and we didn't have this and our water was dirty, no, I don't see how like, those that's two like, people no. have access to something that's That's not different. what I said. He said water was dirty. I never said it. What I'm saying is they didn't have updated history books and just textbooks in general through the schools. But they weren't poor because when you can't spend money with the other people you spend money in your community so the money never leaves so it continues to circulate and grow so that's why our communities were rich so breaking segregation wasn't only a black thing intelligent whites knew hey if we get their communities broken up that money flows into our pockets now so I get what you're saying and that it probably wasn't the best thing but I'm saying that no one has to really tell you if I live on 105 mm-hmm. because that's where I can buy a house and you live on 116th and I got to take the bus and I can just see the difference in my neighborhood because back then it was a, it was, that was a good area. So I can see how I live in a shitty smaller area and you have access to more. You don't have to tell me that I Yo, can see it because we lived in the same city. We live side by side in a, a place of duality where what you're talking about is people who are on a remote island who don't literally have access to this information. It's not that you have to tell us so much as it's put into your face. But I also think that that's why we're so focused on being Americans because but I don't blame us because that's what we are. We don't have we're not Africans. Yeah, we were that's born what here, you are. created here, and so we are Americans. So wanting that makes sense, but they want it so much that it's and a detriment to other things. Sometimes a detriment to self. Oh, uh, I mean, as I've thought, and if my overall goal, if I were to actually get any money, would actually be to help to redistribute redistribute wealth not necessarily it's not the typical thing because the weird thing is from what 
just like what Tony was saying, we had an insular community. So what will basically quintessentially happen is there will be a lot of people who also work for black owned businesses, but there will be black people working community and they go out and they work for uh, Caucasian or white owned businesses. And then they take their money because they could only spend it within their community, bring their money and then bring it back within the community. And thus the community grow. Thus the community grows. Now, quintessentially, we're taking our money, we're taking it outside of the community, spending it outside of the community and not bringing anything back in. That's the reason why places like Cleveland and stuff like that struggle, because it's just like, well, where's all the money at? We're purposely spending it outward because of the, all the things that we desire and are like, quote unquote, status items aren't from in our community. They're outside of our community. It's just like we, you don't got a Gucci store in near 131st. You got to go out to Beachwood to go to the Gucci store. You spend your money in Beachwood. Your tax money goes to Beachwood. And then they keep their money in Beachwood. So we quite essentially have to re-inverse that and also value our own creations more because that's the other things like we don't when you have like, I don't know, a black owned clothing brand that's built within your thing or some pl some place that serves perfectly good button up search that aren't polo or anything like that. We got to stop looking at them like they're lesser than. It's just like, oh, this is a black owned business who makes polos, but they're not polo. So that means they're lesser than regular polos. Like, no, I mean, it's a button. It's a three button shirt with a pocket on it. For all intents and purposes, they're the same damn thing. Yeah. So what's the difference? What does it have to do with the whole? This is Polo Association. It's not really Polo. I mean, okay. Does it really matter to you? I mean, it's about to it's about to look, it's about to feel, it's about to like swag and the whole thing. Yeah, you better go sit yourself down somewhere. It's like Hell, yo and yo do, yo dashiki, yo yo weird kente cloth hat. Where is that say it's made? Made China. in China. <laughs> you don't even buy. You don't even buy yo kente cloth hats from a locally sourced thing. Or Africa. Ah, yeah. I have a whole different thing because it's not like a lot of people from African or depending upon where you are, they have slurs for American blacks. Yeah. So it's not like I'm not even. They don't fuck with us. Yeah. I remember having that. I had that conversation with you. It's just like when I was explaining that, it's just like, oh, well, fuck them too. <laughs> yeah, we different. I don't understand. Like, I just. Like the entire Marcus Garvey read uh, back to Africa movement is just like, I don't want to go back to Africa. I know nothing about life in Africa. Nick, we just different. We're inherently not a different human being, but your culture, everything about you is just different, dude. Sorry, we don't relate. I don't, you know what niggas do after they fuck bitches? Not on no like escort or anything that in Africa, they just leave money. Not because like you were escort or nothing. That's just what they do. Somebody programmed into them to give you money after they fuck you. And I'm like, man, wouldn't that be a great fucking culture for you niggas to adapt? But that's just not how y'all operate. Okay. You know, you can't be mad at it, but it's just an inherently different thing. You're supposed to, we supposed to throw down a ninja smoke ball and disappear afterwards. Yeah. Hey, that sounds like a good beneficial, right? Something in them. Someone told them, those African men, leave her a decent amount of money and you're just going about your day. Why? Well, 
she make my day better. I make her day better. <laughs> exactly. I don't Twice know what it is, better. but it's just different. No, I, do, what I, I did, I did to hear you. that they like to play like that out there. Like, yeah. Like, if they fucking with you, like, niggas that just come up and just had you a, a whole stack, even if you with another nigga, like, nah, I got more money. It's <laughs> like, sounds Jesus. great. Sounds like so. They don't Swazi like nobody dollars. my skin tone. I, they just like, they don't. I've never seen one that just looked at me like I was the greatest dish ever. They just like deeper skin tones, which is good. We have been tainted. Let them have it. Like, you tainted. I'm so bad. <laughs> you have freckles. That is Irish. <laughs> not African. You are African. You are Irish man. That's fine. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I just remember seeing him inside the food court one time. They always turn for that girl. And I'm always looking. I wasn't dressed anyway. But I just remember thinking, oh, wow. Oh, Nigerian bread is pretty good. <laughs> That's one thing I can give I you. I do not exist. I can eat that shit by the loaf. Delicious. I do not exist in. Okay. You exist in Americans. <laughs> 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 that's where you're at, so <laughs> the Africans do not see me. They do not see me. They do not participate in whatever this is I'm having. That's okay, I guess. I got nothing for you. It's okay. I think I don't know. <laughs> us light skinned, well, us light skinned has got to work, stay together. I agree, but they're gonna be mad that you said that. So what? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> As a person who's been light-skinned his entire life, uh, there's this weird feeling, I don't know, this this entire conversation around this is just like, oh, you think you're better than us because you're light-skinned? No, I don't care. It's always <laughs> it's them like, niggas that's telling us what we feel. It's like, I don't huh? <laughs> care. You think you fit in with them? No, no, I don't. You're saying this, not me. It's always like, you know what happens is. when they get a tan they turn orange you know what color I am I am brown <laughs> like unless they have legit olive skin and because they're from Greece or they're from like some place that's actually interesting uh not from like a fully European country because there was a bunch of Moors running through there and it's just like oh by the way if you don't know when some so when someone calls somebody a Moor inside like traditional Shakespeare's or like English stuff that's calling somebody a black person yeah I did tell Riley that the other day because we was watching a documentary on something oh we was watching one of our food channels and he was talking about how the Spanish got paella and he was saying like, oh, the Moors and the Muslims. And I'm like, well, right. Whenever you hear somebody say more Muslim, he's talking about niggas from Africa. Okay. They came up from the Northern Africa and they start conquering that area. She's like, oh, is there a difference? I'm like, when they say Muslim, <laughs> it's, it's a religion, but that's when they use those, they always use those two interchangeably because they got some weird ass stigma. <laughs> against I mean, just admitting Muslims can mean like the Middle Eastern and so forth, and so on and so forth. But at that point in time, the documentation is so loose because they've legitimately it's just like these dark-skinned people are coming up here beating our asses, and they know how to wash themselves. God they, damn, they had to fuck like <laughs> they had to fuck those women. Like they had to like civilize that area by fucking them. Them niggas was not playing. Like, they was raping bitches. I'm sorry. But the motherfuckers on the eastern 
Slave trade came up through European to civilize that civilization. One of the ways you could do that is by dicking down. <laughs> you could just dick down a whole bunch of caucuses. And I'm sorry, I don't know any other way. Y'all know a way to civilize a civilization. It's just like you could teach them, or you could just give so them a baby. So what you saying? They, they don't. They don't dick down. Dick these women down to the point where they started wearing using soap. It's Listen, just like it use was, that soap. What God was, damn! Now, you smell like curdled milk. What was? Listen. What was that milkmaid shit? That blonde hair. Green eyes is now dark skin, blue eyes, ain't it? It'll touch a little, a little something going on in there. They fashioning like, shit. Come on now, listen. What? what? We just covered watch, doorway. Watch and white niggas now. Whoever thought like you looked at a crocodile and was like, we should put him on our feet, nigga. What? Yeah, don't that shit look good though? Who, no, who you know not, out here? I do not like the look of gator shoes. But that's some nigga shit for real to be like gator boots. We should catch it. With your pimped out Gucci. What nigga you know out here got Crocs on their feet? Nigga, you crazy? Watch me. That's some black. Like, that's uh, when you said Crocs, I thought about the shit. actual like regular Crocs nah, that are like made out of the creativity foam. there. Come Gator on now, boots, but that's okay. Out Gucci suit. I have nothing against my Caucasian people. So I love yeah, I'm leaving now. Goodbye. And pay my rent. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't do that. I'm not sure I'll stop dancing. Bye. <laughs>